Thanks so much for being with us. Good afternoon on this Friday, the eve of the first weekend in phase two of reopening and lots changing. And we're going to get to uh, as much as we can throughout the show today. We'll also have lots of time for your calls, your comments on whatever is on your mind this afternoon. Starting off the show, though, as you've been hearing in the news, the B.C. government has streamlined things or is making it a little bit easier for restaurants, pubs and other types of uh, places like distilleries, craft breweries to go ahead and apply to have that patio seating. It's all part of the pandemic response, giving people more space to go out and enjoy a patio, to enjoy a restaurant without having to worry about being too close to others. So what does this mean for the landscape of restaurants and pubs and uh, those other establishments? Let's bring in Ian Tostenson once again, the president of the BC Restaurant and Food Association. Ian, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Jill, for having me on. It seems like there's always, uh, on a Friday, there seems to be an update when it comes to restaurants and foods. What is your take on what the B.C. government has announced today? Well, you know, I think in the context of what Dr. Henry said uh, a couple of weeks ago, the best place we can be is outside, and if we can have a meal outside, uh, not that inside restaurants are unsafe, it's just that it's preferable outside. So that message, and I mean, it just it just shows how incredibly um, important our messaging is that message got to um, Victoria and to the licensing branch of Victoria that are responsible for the issuance of liquor licenses outside the premises and so if you have a so what's going to happen here if you have a restaurant that say has a 200 seat capacity you can take some of that capacity now and move it outside along with your liquor license in the past that would take drawings and phone calls and fees and time and time could be four, five, six, seven weeks, two weeks, maybe or two months. Maybe it's going to snow by the time you get the approval. What they have done in, in and they've just doing such great work in Victoria. They said, you know what? First come, first serve. Put your application in, and we'll approve it. We don't have to see diagrams. We've got to trust the business person to do the right thing from a, a safety point of view. And um, so that's awesome. So that's really good. And then. The other thing needs to happen, though, is that the municipalities have to shadow that and do the same uh, approvals. So in the city of Vancouver, um, I'm a little bit worried that they're going slow. But in the city of Port Moody, uh, they've already enacted a bylaw to allow patios, and they're already setting up patios right now. So critical move quickly, and we wrote a letter, I told you this before, to every municipality. Uh, within British Columbia, challenging the mayors and councils to innovative, act fast. You know, it's this is a question of days, not weeks, that we have here to try to reestablish this industry. And when we talk about patios, it's not just for restaurants. I mean, it's patios for retailers as well, too. It's getting people outside and kind of living again. So it's, it's a significant issue today because it's just going to save time. And then right now, you know, time is, is definitely opportunity and money. Isn't that frustrating, though, that as you laid out all of that red tape and the process before to get to the same point, when if they can do this, why haven't we just been doing this all along? I don't know, right? I mean, this, you know, you're trying to see the positive sides of the pandemic. I mean, these are the, these are the positive sides when things move quicker, um, you know, maybe wholesale or probably wholesale pricing for restaurants, you know, delivery of liquor for restaurants. Like, all this stuff in now makes so much sense. And I guess, I guess when you... As, a, um, as you see with government, that these things will make a difference and have an economic impact and will have an impact to start hiring people. When you go to the government and say, 
180,000 people aren't working in the hospitality sector, that's pretty significant. And anything you do, government, to hold that up, that's going to be on you because the public is not going to put up with that. So I think they're very wise and saying, you know, like someone called it administrative sympathy, where you say yes and you do the paperwork later, not the paperwork first and, and try to figure out how to say no. And it's, it's flipped. And I, and I think it's here to stay. And I think it's going to be really good for the economy in general. Um, I, I can't say enough about the government of Victoria. They've been so on this in every single way are just, you know, flipping themselves upside down and, and getting to a response on these things. Well, I think I told you before, it took us two days to get liquor delivery uh, with food. And that would normally take like two decades. Yeah. It's happening that fast. Um, the the release, though, says that this process, it's to temporarily expand the service areas until October 31st, 2020. So is there a fear that next summer we could go back and this wouldn't be in place? I think we, a lot of things the government has announced, it's temporary. You know, it's temporary delivery of wholesale pricing could be temporary. And I just think that they're managing their own risk on this as opposed to wide open. They're giving themselves a little bit of a note. But honestly, I can't see, you know, how next summer we go into this protracted bureaucratic approval for, for, you know, patios, providing that it works well. I mean, if it comes off the rails and it just is a big mess and they'll go back to the old system, but this is that. And so I think when when they say temporary, I think they're saying, you know what, if it works, we'll just continue on with this program. So it's incumbent on us as an industry to do this properly. and, and, And people will, because it's, it's that important. The patio last summer is was a way different set of uh, importance than it is this summer, you know, because the economic importance and the safety importance is, is way different than it was a year ago. Uh, you mentioned uh, that you have some concerns about Vancouver passing this quickly uh, and the concerns with the municipalities and the cities now have to do their own approval process. Uh, are there others that you think, I mean, does that add a level that perhaps is, is onerous that we don't really need? haven't heard that. We've actually had mayors writing us. And we did this with ABLE and the BC Wine Institute and the Craft Brewers Guild. So it wasn't like just us doing this with the four of us working this. But we've had mayors that have written us letters saying, absolutely, we're on board. We're going to make this happen. You just tell us what you want to do. Like, you never see mayors reaching out. We had the mayor in Kelowna. Um, I think this is public, but if it isn't, then too bad. But um, he's going to shut down Bernard Street in the middle of Kelowna to accommodate more social distancing, more people on the pa- on patios and sidewalks, and then extend that all throughout the city of Kelowna, maybe even to the extent of having, you know, re- revolving restaurants on a lottery basis in the city parks so restaurants could showcase their wares. So it's really cool. And we're not there with Vancouver. I mean, we are meeting with the mayor this afternoon. He's, he's called in about 15 of us in the industry in Vancouver, and we're going to talk to him about this and um, and hope that he understands the importance of it. So, and I, I think he will. I mean, it's just going to be a question of, you know, they, they they do things at the city hall in Vancouver a certain way, and they're going to have to learn how to flip it. And a lot of it is just their own comfort in terms of risk, because you know the cities tend to manage, you know, at the you know the point of being risk averse, and they're going to have to change that. Uh, absolutely. So it's it's uh, good news uh, in that sense. Then, yes. uh, you did mention though it's first come first serve. So do, is there a cap then on the number of of uh, of businesses? Do you think that will be allowed to do this? Nope, nope. I think the uh, government's just going to absorb as, all of it can and get it out, and um, they will throw whatever resources there are at this to make sure these approvals come in. They don't want 
you know, um, you know, Jill's restaurant to be sitting for two months waiting for approval, they'll get at it pretty fast because the benchmarks, it's not like they have to go through, you know, um, shareholder lists and, and diagrams and stuff. It's basically, what is your name? What is your restaurant? What is your capacity? And, and what's your plan here? Basically, is it approved by the uh, municipality? Yes, no. If it is, granted. So that will, that, that won't take very long to approve many, many, many restaurants. All right. Well, we'll uh, wait and see. I know a lot of people uh, are very pleased with this uh, and are excited to see what this is actually going to look like. Uh, Ian, thanks so much. Good luck with your meeting with the mayor, and we will talk to you again soon. Okay, Jill, thanks, and uh, head to a restaurant this weekend if you can. (laughs) All right. That sounds good. Thanks a lot. That is Ian Tostenson, president and CEO of the BC Restaurant and Food Association. 911.